0: Kelly Natukov's personal diary. Montana has been in Earth orbit for two weeks. Upon our arrival, Captain Edwards was taken into custody for an immediate hearing before Starfleet Tribunal to determine if he should be court-martialed for his actions in the Operation Warbird incident. To everyone's relief, it was quickly determined that no official action would be taken against the captain. However, despite his exoneration and the fact that those implicated in the conspiracy he exposed are being apprehended, Captain Edwards seems as troubled as he was before. For a man who just saved the galaxy from a horrible and unnecessary war, he doesn't seem very happy. I've developed a certain ennui with our current situation and returned to the ship. Mr. McGuire?
1: Hmm? Oh, hello, Miss Nitukov.
0: What are you doing here? Why aren't you enjoying some shore leave like most everyone else?
1: Oh, I'm just catching up on some work. There's always something breaking down on this tub, so there's always plenty to do. And I'm not the only one here. Dr. Walshlegel is taking the time to do some cross-referencing of our astrometrics data. He's running deep diagnostics on our computer systems, and I believe he's also tinkering around with some new warp theory calculations he thought up the other day. Those could be interesting.
0: I'll bet. Don't you think you should relax, though? It wouldn't kill you to take a few days off. Maybe you could go back to Ireland and...
1: (sighs) Have you ever been to Ireland? Um...
0: No? No,
1: no, of course not. I'm sure you think it's a beautiful place of rolling green hills. It's an awful place. I couldn't get out of there fast enough. I'm sorry. Everyone likes to talk about the beauty and romance of Ireland. It's hideous, just hideous. All that green. Four-leaf clovers, leprechauns, pots of gold. Ridiculous. All that whimsy. Only two good things ever came out of Ireland. The food and the whiskey. The whiskey. Ah, my mother used to boil a fine brisket.
0: I'm sorry I brought it up, sir.
1: Oh, that's all right. A lot of people do like Ireland. I'm just not one of them. Not everyone loves the place they're from. Now, what brings you back from the surface to this empty ship?
0: (sighs) Boredom, I suppose. I'd hoped to spend more time with Captain Edwards. To interview him about the Operation Warbird incident? He doesn't want to talk to me. I don't know why. As far as I could tell, we'd been getting along. Do you know what's bothering him? I know you're his friend.
1: (sighs) Why? Why does everyone always come to me when they have problems with the captain? I'll tell you what I told Locke. If the captain wants to talk to you, he'll talk to you. If he doesn't, he won't. It's not my job to explain the captain's moods to everyone. Are you angry with me or are you always as irritable? Why does everyone keep asking me that? Does anyone else on this ship have to explain what they say? I don't think I'm any more irritable than anyone else. What the? Who the hell was that?
0: I didn't see anyone.
1: He's gone. Who? I don't know, but I saw somebody.
0: Well, I doubt you know everyone on the ship.
1: He didn't look familiar.
0: He's probably someone from the surface. Maybe he's working with Dr.
1: Walshlegel. Dr. Walshlegel usually prefers to work alone.
0: Well, then he's probably working with someone else. Are you always this high-strong?
2: Would you like another drink, Captain? Hmm? Oh, yes.
3: Well, well, well. I know who you are. You're Captain Paul Edwards, the big fancy hero. Hmm. That Endorian ale's no good. If you're trying to forget something, I got better stuff right here. What is it? Ah, that's the stuff. Here you go. It's the good stuff. Go ahead. Oh. <coughs> <coughs> See? Good, isn't it? What the hell was that? That's genuine rot gut rye, the good stuff. Ah, hits the spot. War? No, thanks. What are you acting like such a gloomy Gus about? A man who just saved the Federation from war ought to be happy. Do you want something? I want you to turn that frown upside down. I'd like to be alone. Alone? Nah, it looks like you've been spending too much time alone. I'll hang out with you for a while.
4: Do whatever you want.
3: Yoki dokey. My name's Murray.
4: Am I supposed to say something?
3: You're not very friendly. I'm sorry? People ought to be friendly. Especially heroes.
4: What makes you think I'm a hero?
3: Stopped a war, remember? What's the matter
4: with you? Alright. You want to know what's bothering me? The fact that I had to stop a war. The fact that the war was being instigated by members of Starfleet. And the fact that I'm stuck here almost 100 years in the future...
3: One hundred years isn't very long. Besides, what do you want to go back to?
4: Let me have another drink of that stuff. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Montana. One ship thrust decades forward in time. One crew uncovering the forbidden secrets and grand wonders of the future. One mission to boldly go where no crew has gone
2: before. Star Trek, the continuing mission. Starring Scott Martinek as Captain Edwards. Stephen Perkins as Commander Locke. Patrick McRae as Commander McGuire. Gabriel Diani as Dr. Wilson. Brian Bonner as Lieutenant Commander Plummer. Tiffany Talent as Kelly Natukoff. James Francis as Lieutenant Knight. Jim Manikas as Lieutenant Gilmore. Edda Devine as Ensign Palmer. And Sherilyn Lambeth as the Montana's computer voice. Directed by Patrick McRae and Andy Tyrer. Music by Dennis McCarthy and Ron Jones. Executive Producers Andy Tyrer and Patrick McRae. Based on Star Trek. Created by Gene Roddenberry. This episode, Earth.
5: It's still
6: here. I'll be down. Welcome to the Oklahoma Aerodrome. Can I help you?
5: Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I used to come here a long time ago, when I was a kid. I wasn't sure this place would still be here.
6: Well, it couldn't have been that long ago. You're not that old. Wait, wait a minute. You're Susan Palmer.
5: Yes, I... Who are you?
6: I'm Kathy Doyle. I'm the owner.
5: Kathy Doyle? Are you...
6: I'm Howard's daughter.
5: Howard's daughter? Oh!
6: (laughs) Dad used to talk about you all the time. No one knew what happened to your ship. Most people assumed you were dead, but not Dad. He said that whatever might have happened to the Montana, her crew's not dead. Not if Susan's flying (laughs) her.
5: How is Howard? Is he still around?
6: no. Dad died when I was ten.
5: Oh, I didn't know.
6: How could you? Dad didn't get married until he was eighty. He died when he crashed one of his rebuilt Spitfires ten years later. He was very fond of you. He'd talk about you all the time. How much he liked you. What a great pilot you were. And he had all these pictures of you and these planes. It was like he'd lost a daughter. A sister I'd never met. I'm sorry. Well No, I'm the one who should be sorry. I keep forgetting this is all new to you. I'm twice your age, and for me, Dad died 40 years ago.
5: It's all right. I spent a lot of time here when I was a kid, bugging your father. He gave me my first flying lesson here. God, this place was like heaven to me back then. I didn't have much of a direction or home life. When I found this place and all the old airplanes your father had restored or rebuilt, I felt like I'd found a home. Then when I found out all of them flew... (laughs) Well, you can imagine how I felt then. I practically lived here. I think I flew nearly everything on this field. I'm so glad it's still here. History like this is so important.
6: Well, I take care of everything the best I can, but I can't say that too many people come by to see anything anymore. But the people who do come are very devoted, and that's nice. Would you like a refill? Oh, Sure. Are you hungry? Um, yeah, I guess so. I could eat. Why?
5: Is that little French restaurant still around here? Le Relais? Yeah, it's
6: still here.
3: got the Federation Citation of Honor and the Starfleet Medal of Honor. I'm not really interested in awards. You don't do things to get the awards, but it's nice to be acknowledged for your achievements, isn't it? Hmm. (sighs) This is going to be harder than I thought. You know this stuff
4: isn't half bad once you get used to it.
3: Not half bad.
4: I don't know what you're used to drinking, but
3: this is quality stuff. I think
4: my hands are going numb.
3: It can happen.
4: Do you have any more of this stuff?
3: Yeah, sure. Back at my place. Where's your place? Over on California Street.
0: So you left Ireland and joined Starfleet to be an engineer and never looked back?
1: Well, not quite. I did leave Ireland, but I didn't join Starfleet right away. Went to school, studied architecture. Architecture? Yes, I was an architect for ten years. Did a lot of independent work for Starfleet. Space architecture. Space stations, star bases, even storm shelters. I was working very closely with a lot of engineers, and I found that a lot of the technology was very elegant and very easy for me to understand. Technology can be quite beautiful, even when it's not trying to be.
0: And that's how you became an engineer.
1: (laughs) Not exactly. I like dealing with the engineering aspects. Then one day, we were building a new station, Deep Space M2, when there was a breach of the antimatter containment shield, and we were in danger of a cascading and catastrophic failure. Everyone wanted to eject it and hoped that when it failed, it would be far enough away from the station that it wouldn't do any damage. But I knew I could reconstruct the containment shield before total failure occurred. I was able to focus the magnetic fields to angle the venting antimatter away from the station while I reconstructed the shield. Saved the station, got a Starfleet Medal of Commendation, even though I was a civilian.
0: That's amazing.
1: Well, one of the people working on it for the Starfleet Corps of Engineers was Lieutenant Paul Edwards.
0: Captain Edwards? He
1: wasn't captain of anything yet. He was impressed with me, though, I guess, and we became good friends after that.
0: Huh. You know, I've had several conversations with Captain Edwards, and he's never mentioned much of anything about his personal life. He was supposed to tell me some more about my aunt, but I've barely seen him since his acquittal.
1: Hmm? Is that so?
0: You wouldn't happen to know why.
1: It's not my job to report the captain's moods to everyone. I thought I made that clear.
0: Are you always as highly strung? He needs to learn to calm down. Say, are you hungry? Why don't we get some dinner? I'm buying.
1: Hmm? Oh, yes. Well, now that you mention it, I am hungry.
0: And you don't want to beam down to the surface.
1: Well, there are perfectly good replicators all over the ship.
0: Yes. Yes, I know. Come on, let's go.
3: saying is that things aren't as bad as you seem to think they are. People come a long way since they climbed out of the slime. Huh? Is that all you're going to say? How have we come a long way? Because we can kill more people faster? Because we can fly farther to do it? You've really got a bee in your bonnet about this, haven't you? Tell me, have you always been this way, or did you crack up after you saved the galaxy? Whoever said the odd of conversation is dead never met you. I hope you were happier when you snapped Dr. Claymont's neck. That must have been satisfying. It really wasn't. Why would you think killing a man would be enjoyable? Have you ever killed anyone? We're not talking about me. just that killing Claremont stopped the war. You must have felt something.
4: It's strange. I do remember doing it. But it's like I remember being told or shown that I'd done it rather than actually doing it myself. It's a memory I can't quite touch. It's like a dream that gets harder to remember the more you try... But the memory is there. If it bothers
3: you, stop thinking about it all the time. It's not that easy. Hey, life's not supposed to be easy. You ought to know that. I knew someone once who had an easy life. Guy was an idiot. Never did anything. You're a starship captain. You do hard things. Your head's full of creepy information. If you want an easy life, get out of the captain business and maybe get a job monitoring bacteria cultures. The hours are good. You get a lot of time alone. What makes you think I want an easy life? Well, up until now, nothing. Nothing you've ever done has been easy. You've gone out of your way to make your life hard, haven't you? After your family died, it was like you were trying to punish yourself.
4: How do you know about that?
3: Your life isn't a secret, especially not now that you're a fancy hero. Anyway, you joined Starfleet, you volunteered for all those dangerous missions. For a man who's disappointed that we're not a more peaceful species, you've certainly done a lot of fighting and killing. Volunteered for it. Were you trying to die? Of course not. Once you were in combat, what did you do? You fought to live, didn't you? You know why? Because you gotta love living, baby. Because dying's a pain in the ass. Who said that? I did. Just now. What's this? Why are we stopping here? This is Hellman's. A little market I like. I need to pick up a cheese ball. It'll take just a minute. Cheese ball?
6: so is it like you remember it?
5: It's exactly the same. Same tables, same menu. They've been playing the same music.
6: <laughs> I know. Dad used to take me here and it'd always be the same.
5: <laughs> Does the Gunnansson family still own this place?
6: Yes, it's the best Norwegian-French restaurant in Oklahoma.
5: Ah! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Your father took me here? After he gave me my first flying lesson.
6: And let me guess, it wasn't in any sort of shuttle or in anything that got anywhere near orbit.
5: Nope. It was in a beachcraft skipper.
6: <laughs> that was Dad. Start at the beginning. I'm surprised he didn't start you out with that right flyer he built.
5: Well, I did fly that eventually. After he was sure I wouldn't crash it.
6: He was so proud of that thing.
5: He should have been. I love all those old airplanes. You, know, you really feel like you're part of the ship in those. You can feel the... Plane move as you flew it. No inertial dampers. Just you and the plane.
6: I don't know what you mean. Dad taught me how to fly, too. Though I didn't take to it like you did. I like the planes, and I think they're actually beautiful. I enjoy taking care of them, but I usually leave the piloting to someone else.
5: I was just so glad that I found someone like your father. He really gave me some direction. really took care of me. He was sort of like my father.
6: Tell me about your father.
5: Maybe I should rephrase that. He was like a father to me.
6: Oh.
7: Have the ladies decided?
5: Um,
6: let's see...
1: I've programmed the replicators with some of my favorites.
0: Okay. Or we could just beam down to the surface and go to a restaurant.
1: No, no, this is fine. Besides, I've got more work to do. Now, let's see. Mmm, how about Mama McGuire's bangers and mash with cabbage and mash turnips? Does that sound good? Uh... I don't know. Bangers? What else? Oh, let's have some pocannon, too.
0: I don't know what any of that is.
1: Oh, it's all good. And we'll need some good sturdy stout like McGuire's Special Stout, Extra Dark.
0: What's that?
1: It's my own stout recipe. You'll like it because it has a lot more body and flavor than most of the stuff on the market. Let's also have McGuire's Extra Dark Coffee, Special Roast Black, my own blend. All that other stuff tastes like water. I see. And that should do it. Ah, oh, smell that. That's real food.
0: Well, it's replicated food. The
1: molecules are the same.
0: That's the engineer in you talking. I still think there's a difference between real food and replicated food.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, you sound like the captain there. Yes, I know
0: about his past.
1: Yes, I suppose everyone does now. Well,
0: let's eat. This all looks... interesting.
1: You've never had food like this?
0: Not really. I've spent most of my life away from Earth. I wasn't born there. Coffee is like
1: syrup. Yes, I know. Still a bit on the thin side. Oh my. Good, isn't it? There's just too much water in most coffee. I've spent years trying to extract the pure coffee flavor from the bean without the interference of the water that's apparently necessary for drinking. That's where the replicator has come in handy. I've come up with some calculations, brewing formulations involving grounds to water ratios that just aren't practical in any real kitchen environment but with the replicator, I can just program it to my specifications.
0: Well, I've had earth coffee before, but it wasn't anything like this.
1: <sighs> I can really cut down on the amount of water that dilutes the flavor and increase the amount of beans, though. Still not quite right, but I'm working on it. Maybe you could add a little cream and sugar. Cream and sugar? Why, that just covers up the taste of the coffee. What's the point of even drinking it if you're just going to hide what it tastes like?
0: I'm sorry, are are you mad at me again? Or something? No,
1: I'm not mad. Why do you keep asking me that? Never mind. Go on, dig in.
0: What's this?
1: Cabbage and potatoes. Delicious, isn't it?
0: It's, um, a little plain, isn't it?
1: Plain? That's my mother's own recipe.
0: I didn't mean to offend you. Well,
1: you didn't offend me, it's just... This is the most delectable cuisine Earth has ever produced. Even if it did come from Ireland. I just want you to understand.
0: Hmm. So, what happened after that incident at the space station?
1: Well, Starfleet seemed pretty impressed with me, so they asked me to start giving lectures about emergency antimatter containment shield reconstruction. It didn't seem to matter that I was only able to do what I did because of very specific circumstances. Before too long, I was spending more time working on engineering problems than architecture.
0: Even though you weren't an engineer?
1: Right. Well, (laughs) I soon took care of that. I liked engineering, and it wasn't hard to see where my future was headed. So I went to engineering school.
0: While still giving lectures to Starfleet?
1: (laughs) Yes. I was an engineering student who was giving engineering lectures to Starfleet engineers. It turns out that I just had a talent for these things. It was after engineering school that I went to the academy. I think I might have actually been older than the captain when he was a cadet.
0: Let me guess. You were teaching while you were a cadet.
1: Aye, that I was. I'm pretty sure I was the only Academy cadet who was also an engineering professor.
0: When did you become the Montana's chief engineer?
1: Uh, It was a little while later. I knocked around for a bit. Eventually, Captain Edwards got command of the Montana and he didn't like his chief engineer. He put in a specific request for me.
0: You certainly took the long way around to get here.
1: It was the way that found me. It suited me. Now, dig into that food before it gets cold.
3: Careful, that cheese ball. Don't bruise it.
4: Why am I sitting here with you?
3: You have something better to do tonight? Thought so. Ah, we're here. hungry? I don't know. I could eat. If you're gonna keep drinking, you should eat something. Come on into the kitchen. I'll rustle up some food. Go ahead and sit down. I'll get you another drink. Is that a still? You bet. This stuff's my own secret recipe. This batch has been aging since this morning. Should be real smooth. (coughs) Real smooth. Go ahead and dig into that cheese ball if you want. I got some crackers here. Good, huh? Yes, yes, it's fine. That's more than fine. That's a damn good cheese ball. (sighs) Okay. I hope you don't mind leftovers. No, no. Because that's all I have right now. I said it was fine. It better be, because that's what you're getting.
4: I'm getting a headache. That's a good sign. My hands are still
3: numb. Don't bruise the cheese ball. Right, 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 right. Here we go. Smells interesting. Dig in. Oh, what is that? It's pickled garlic, onions, radishes, okra, kimchi, and wasabi, all mixed up real good With a limburger. Good, isn't it? Uh, I think I'll just drink. It's your stomach.
1: those bangers? Not bad. Hmm. That's what you said about the kokanin. You don't like this food, do you?
0: No, it's fine. It's just different from what I'm used to. I haven't spent much time on Earth. Most of the food I've eaten has been from other places. I guess I've just developed different tastes. Like what? Well, I like Klingon food.
1: Klingon? Never had it. I, I can't imagine.
0: Klingon blood wine is delicious.
1: Blood wine?
0: And I adore Lung and Legs?
1: I can't say I'm familiar.
0: I could program them into your replicator. Uh,
1: Maybe, maybe. You see, back in my time, we didn't really have the opportunity to try a lot of Klingon food. There wasn't a lot of trading going on.
0: Well, I'm sort of an exception, I guess. I grew up on a lot of it since I was born on Kronos.
1: You were what?
0: I was born on Kronos, the Klingon homeworld?
1: Yes, I know what it is. But how? Why?
0: My parents are in the diplomatic corps. They were stationed there as special envoy to the Empire. So I spent the first 12 years of my life surrounded by Klingon cuisine. I see. Are you okay?
1: Hmm? Yes, of, of course.
0: Do you have a problem that I was born on Kronos?
1: Of course not. Let's just eat.
6: Been following the Montana since your reappearance.
5: It hasn't been dull.
6: I'm sorry about your friend who was killed.
5: Oh, thank you.
6: The two of you were close, weren't you?
5: Yes, she was my best friend on the ship.
6: I know, I read the articles.
5: Is something wrong? No, it's just... she keeps wanting to interview me. So?
6: She's interviewed a lot of people on your ship.
5: I know, I just don't feel comfortable talking to her. I know she's going to ask me questions about Numi and... I'd rather not talk about her.
6: Why not? She was your friend. I know.
5: We did everything together. We even went on double dates together. We'd been on a date together with two other crewmen just before she died, but... We were more than friends. Oh. I don't know if it was anything that would have led to anything more serious. It was playful more than anything, I guess, but... She was very special to me.
6: I'm sure her aunt would like to hear this. Why don't you want to tell her about it?
5: Because it's none of her business. It's mine. It's private and personal.
6: Why are you telling me? I'm not sure.
7: I still say this is a waste of time. I don't know what you hope to accomplish by following the doctor around Managua all night. Well, what's he doing in Nicaragua in the first place? The man can go wherever he wants, Tom. And he's been in there almost two hours. That building is a brothel. I think we both know what he's doing in there. I don't know why I let you talk me into this. Because there's something not quite right about the doctor, Stephen, and you know it. Sure, I know it. We all do. He's a little strange, but he's a good doctor. If he wasn't, the captain wouldn't have him on the ship. I know, I know, I know. I think you just don't like him, and you're- Oh, here he comes. Oh, hell. Come on.
3: gone.
4: But I think my toenails hurt now. Is that even possible? Who knows? You'd better get another bottle.
3: Yeah, see, I told you it was good stuff. Your palate just wasn't used to the quality at first. Huh. Maybe you're right. Of course I'm right. I'm right about most things. Like the way you've been screwing up your life. Right. You could just go back, you know.
4: Go back where?
3: <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about.
4: Home. Back in time. Where else? Why would I do that?
3: Why wouldn't you? You could probably pull it off. Slingshot round the sun, you know. Of course, any star would probably do it if it had the right mass. I mean, your people could make the necessary adjustments. Yes, yes.
4: I, I know how it's done.
3: You're a clever man. I'll bet you could clog up any pursuit Starfleet would send after you. You'd be gone and back in your own time before they even knew it. And of course, they probably never would know it, would they? Well, that's the argument they hit you with, isn't it? Why you can't go back... Our present depends on your years of absence. If you went back and resumed your lives in your own time, our lives here would cease to exist as we know them. Isn't that what they said? That's a temporal prime directive. It's crap. It's garbage. It's Starfleet Double Talk. There's no such thing as THE timeline. They had timelines and universes all over the damn place. You know that. It's are sprouting up all the time. You're lucky if you can swing a dead cat without it ending up in another timeline. There's no right or wrong timeline. You might like a particular timeline because it's the one you happen to exist in. It doesn't mean it's the right one. It's just, well, one. Why would I want to swing a dead cat? You're missing the point. They're right that our present depends on your being missing for all those years, but there's no reason why you shouldn't try to go back if you want to. Timelines and universes rise and collapse all the time. None of them are right or wrong. They they just are.
4: Are you trying to talk me into staying or going?
3: Exactly.
7: What's he doing now? It looks to me like he's just going for a walk. People do that, you know. Shh, shh, shh. Come on, let's try and get a little closer. What are you trying to prove? I'll know it when I see it.
0: You know. If you like this coffee, you'd probably like Ractagino.
1: Ractagino?
0: It's Klingon coffee, though it's not quite as strong as this.
1: Well, I'm I'm sorry you didn't like this meal more.
0: It was fine. I think I could develop a taste for it. The sausages were tastier. I just haven't had food like this very often.
1: Mm. Aye, so you've told me.
0: So, what now? Are you going back to work? Oh, I
1: I don't think so. A meal like this puts me in a more reflective mood and I need to settle back with a bit of Bushmills. What's that? What's Bushmills? It's the purest, silkiest whiskey from the oldest distillery on earth. I always keep some in my quarters for moments of contemplation and meditation.
0: A bottle in your quarters from the actual distillery? Why don't you just whip some up from the replicator? I thought the molecules were all the same.
1: Now that might be fine for food or medicine, but it doesn't apply to something as delicately balanced as the chemistry of a fine Irish whiskey.
0: I wouldn't know anything about it.
1: Well, you're welcome to come back to my quarters and join me for a drink if you like.
0: Certainly, Mr. McGuire. I'm always ready to try new things.
3: Now you're beginning to understand things. Oh, my head feels like a balloon. Mm, not numb anymore, eh? It's rather hard to describe.
4: It feels enormous, but very light.
3: Yeah, maybe you better lie down on the couch. I told you you should have eaten something. Maybe I should go back. Yeah, sure, whatever. It doesn't matter, just like I told you. Doesn't matter what I do. Nah. You have no responsibilities. Well, that doesn't sound right.
7: I don't understand what's going on. Now what's he doing? Gentlemen!
8: Although I suppose I should be flattered you find me so interesting that you choose to follow me, don't you think sneaking around like that is a little undignified? Uh. Uh. Hi. Um. His idea. How are you, Doctor? I'm fine, Mr. Knight. How are you this evening?
7: Oh, fine.
8: What is it you two want? Oh.
7: Nothing, really. No, nothing. Just killing some time. Smell that (laughs) air. (laughs) Nothing like a night in Managua Right? Yes, sir Yes, sir
8: I was just going to have a drink Maybe you'd like to join me No, I don't think so Please, it's one of my favorite places here in Managua And since you're already here oh
7: Well, I suppose we might as well As long as we're already here Yes Yes
1: There you go.
0: Smells nice.
1: Of course it does. Now take a sip. Mmm. Do you like it?
0: It's delicious.
1: (laughs) Of course it is. Have a seat. It's the perfect way to end a shift.
0: Would it be rude of me to ask for another?
1: (laughs) Slow down there, young lady. You need to take this slowly. Really? Why? So, uh, aside from the captain, how have your interviews with the crew been going?
0: Okay, I guess. Some people have been very open and friendly. Dr. Wolschlägel spent a lot of time explaining the ins and outs of time travel to me. Other people just don't seem to want to talk at all.
1: Well, like who?
0: Like Ensign Palmer. Oh. Everything I've read about her says she was this outgoing daredevil pilot. Someone who's a crack shot and always comes through in a tight spot. But every time I try to talk to her, she seems shy and reticent. Which is she, the ace pilot or the shy girl?
1: Who oh, so says she can't be both? People are complicated. You're a journalist, you should know this. People don't just have one side to them.
5: Dinner was lovely. I remember this P-38. I flew this all the time.
6: Care to take it for another spin?
5: Huh? Oh, <laughs> no thanks. I should be getting back.
6: Why? To where?
5: Oh, I don't know.
6: San Francisco? Why don't you just stay here tonight? I've got the room. And if you want to, you can take one of these old birds up in the air in the morning.
5: Okay.
8: I didn't know you two were fond of Nicaragua.
7: Oh, yes. Fond. Very fond. What's your favorite
8: part of Managua?
7: Oh, well, you know, who could I, you know, it's like Riza with bean dip. Oh, oh, uh, 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 yeah, uh, I love the, or, uh, you know, it's the beautiful sunsets and the avocado trees. Trees and uh, the women and, and the, the nightlife. And if you see in the discotheque, it's retro, straight from the 22nd. Let me tell you uh, Yeah. Oh, Yes, you're right.
8: Who could choose just one part of a city like this?
7: Exactly. Yes. Another drink? Uh, no. We really should be going. Yeah. Yo. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's getting late. Oh, <sighs> um, yes. Back to the hotel. Oh, where are you staying? Um, did I say hotel? I am in San Francisco. Need to get back to San
8: Francisco. Nonsense. I insist you stay and have at least another drink or two with me. I mean, what are the chances that we would run into each other here? And I'm enjoying our conversation far too much to just let you
7: go now.
8: Bartender! Oh, <laughs>
7: I couldn't... Uh, five's my limit. Get a little sickness from the Managuan tequila. They, they make tequila here, right? hmm
0: Thank you. This is really delicious.
1: <laughs> you don't have to keep telling me.
0: What are these models?
1: Oh, it's, it's just a little hobby of mine. These are all early manned spacecraft.
0: You made these?
1: Yes. Do you like them?
0: Yes, but I don't know much about early spaceflight.
1: Oh, it was a great interest of Well, Maybe because she was born on Earth's moon. She used to take the captain back to Mare Tranquilitatis when we'd get back to Earth.
0: Yes, he told me. It was where humans first landed on the moon.
1: Yes. In one of these.
0: You're kidding.
1: Oh, Not at all.
0: It seems so fragile.
1: Oh, it was fragile. Delicate. The exterior of the cockpit was made out of aluminum. Aluminum? Yes, and unbelievably thin for its time. Remember how I told you that technology can be beautiful even when it's not intended to be? Look at this lunar module. Its design is purely functional. It looks this way because they designed it thinking only about what it needed to do, not what it should look like. But... They created this incredibly fragile craft and it's beautiful. They certainly weren't trying to make art when they made this thing, but that's exactly what they did. A wonderful piece of art to keep two men alive on an alien world.
0: The history of these ships means a lot to you.
1: That it does. We don't understand what it was like back then. The men and women who flew these ships were the real heroes. They're the ones who took the first steps to getting us to where we are today. Most people can't even conceive of a time when space travel wasn't common. Oh, we have our starships and our warp engines. These ships were made out of titanium and aluminum and reinforced carbon-carbon, and they were powered by chemical rockets that could become unruly or explode. Our ships carry crews of hundreds. These ships carried one person, two or three, or maybe seven at the most. We spend years in space. These ships spend days and stretch their capabilities to the limits.
0: Now you sound like a romantic, Mr. Maguire.
1: Hmm? Perhaps I am about some things.
4: starship captain's job is nothing but responsibility.
3: Nah, that sounds like crazy talk.
4: Responsibility is everyone's job. Everything would go to hell otherwise.
3: Nah, just do whatever you want.
4: But things could only
3: get worse if people didn't take responsibility. How could they get worse? You said things are pretty bad already. I don't know what I said before. Yeah, you've been hitting it pretty hard tonight. Speaking of which... Do you have any more of this stuff? Yeah, sure.
0: So what else are you romantic about? Are you romantic about... romance?
1: Oh, what the devil are you talking about?
0: Have you ever been married?
1: I don't feel like sitting still for one of your interviews now. We're having a nice chat. Don't spoil it.
0: This isn't an interview. I'm not spoiling it. Besides, if I did interview you now, I'm not sure I'd remember much of it in the morning.
1: <laughs> that's the old bush mills. Better than any Klingon blood wine, I'd hazard to say.
0: Hmm. You might be right. Well,
1: then, to answer your question in a purely friendly and non-professional way... No, I've never been married.
0: No interest in women, Mr. Maguire? Or is work just too
1: important? Oh, no. I, I wouldn't say I don't have an interest in women. I've had my share of dalliances through the years.
0: Only dalliances?
1: Well, somewhere maybe more than that. But it was always clear I'd be moving on.
0: Hmm. What? Nothing.
1: No, what?
0: Just sounds kind of...
1: empty. It suits me. Besides, when you're serving on a ship on an assignment in deep space, it's hard to have a family life.
0: They're starting to let people take their families with them on starships now.
1: Well, yeah, on research ships, you know. No,
0: on all starships.
1: All ships, that's ridiculous.
0: They think it benefits the crew psychologically.
1: Well, maybe it does, but it still sounds dangerous and foolish. Well, it's getting late. I've probably wasted more of your time than you intended.
0: You haven't wasted my time. No? If you had, I would have said so. And I would have left. I've enjoyed your stories. Your drinks. And even your food. You're interesting. And even sweet once you get past that crusty exterior.
1: Oh my. I never claimed to be crusty.
3: You should just go to sleep. Are you even the same person I brought in here earlier?
4: Lost sight of it in my anger and grief and confusion.
3: Hey, you're a hero. What hero isn't angry and confused? Somehow I think you've helped me see that again. I don't know what you're talking about. And you're frankly starting to scare me. I think
4: I see things a lot clearer than I have in a long time. I think you
3: should sit back down. You don't look too steady there.
4: I think the birds were watching us.
3: Just sit back down. Take it easy. I think you're having some sort of conniption. Are you okay now? I don't like it when people have fits in my house. It makes me worry. Hey, are you going to calm down? Cotton is so soft. About time. was wearing me out. Catherine...
6: Morning. You're cooking breakfast? Yeah, Dad always liked a home-cooked breakfast. Guess I picked it up from him.
5: You don't have to do that for me.
6: Why wouldn't I? About last night... Don't say anything about last night. What do you mean? Last night was special for me. And I think it was for you. I don't know, but I think you might be one of those people who over-analyzes things... Dissects them until maybe knowing the meaning of something and feeling it are two different things Don't do that about last night Last night is just something that happened And if you come back, I'd love for it to happen again I want to think of you as my friend And I hope we don't lose each other I hope so too After breakfast, would you like to take up one of the planes?
5: I don't think so Right now,
0: I think I'll just keep the memory. Good morning, Mr. McGuire.
1: Mm? Hmm? Good morning.
0: I would say your Bushmills does an adequate job.
1: Aye, that it does, Miss Nitukov.
0: I think you can call me Kelly now.
1: Mm? Hmm... computer, lighting at 50%. I suppose you could call me Jack, though I don't want there to be any awkwardness between us. Like what? Oh, well, uh, 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 I don't know exactly. Uh, I'm not really a man who... uh, I have a lot to do, and sometimes there may be, um... What's wrong with you? uh, I'm just trying to say that... uh, Hey. What? The cabin lighting is supposed to be at 50%, and it's only at 48.7.
0: You can tell that?
1: Computer, confirm lighting setting at 50%.
7: Confirmed. Cabin lighting is currently set at 50%.
1: Computer, what is the current light output in percent of lighting capacity?
7: Current output is 48.66667%.
1: Trace the discrepancy.
7: A relay on deck 10 is rerouting partial power through three alternate relays, resulting in a small power leak.
1: Damn it! What's going on? I don't know yet, but I'm going to find out.
3: my pants? Uh, they looked like they were binding up on you, so I took the liberty. They're over there on the chair.
4: Oh, uh, everything
3: hurts. What happened? <laughs> what didn't? Yeah, you certainly have a taste for the hooch, my friend. My hair hurts. What was in that stuff? Secret recipe. I got a case for you if you want to take some back to your ship. No, no. Your mood did seem to be a little better right before you passed out. Was it? Maybe... Yeah, I guess so. We have come a long way, haven't we? Sure we have. But it's always been a struggle, and it's always gonna be a struggle. It's good that way. It shouldn't be easy.
4: I know. I've been selfish. I've let my grief get in the way of my judgment. I've let anger control me.
3: Still got the job done.
4: (laughs) Yes, in spite of
3: myself, I think. Hey, you want me to cook you some breakfast?
4: Oh no, I'm just fine. I think I'll just sit back down for a few minutes and rest.
3: Okay, whatever you want. I'll take you back to Starfleet Command whenever you're ready.
4: Okay. Thank you.
1: Stop that! Who are you? What the hell are you doing on my ship? You're that guy I saw sneaking around here yesterday. I'm sorry, sir? Why are you cutting into my ship? Well, I got a order here.
8: The TRS-80-CRM-114-AMC stroke was supposed to install a holodeck. A holodeck? Yup. We studied the layout of the ship. Looks like this is the best place. We can rip out this bulkhead right here. The rest of my crew should be here pretty
1: soon. I didn't authorize any holodeck. Did Captain Edwards authorize this? I don't know. On whose authority are you doing this? Doing what? Look at the war order. All I
8: know is it was signed by the Commander-in-Chief of Starfleet. It's supposed to be a thank you
1: for stopping the war. Well, I want you to stop what you're doing right now. Why? What's he doing? He's installing a holodeck. A holodeck? Because we don't need a holodeck, and I don't want a holodeck.
0: Why not? They're fun.
1: A starship is no place for fun.
0: I didn't get that impression from you last night.
1: Good for training, too. A crewman should be trained before he sets foot on a ship. What are you talking about?
0: You know very well what I'm talking about.
1: Yes, well, well, (laughs) whatever. Do you know what I can do with the power a holodeck uses? I can use that for things like... Life support, medical facilities in sickbay, replicators for food. I think that's more important than a holodeck. Well, the standard equipment on ships these days, sir. Not on my ship. Stop what you're doing and get off this ship. I'll just have a little talk with the captain about this. All right, sir. that's how you want it. I told you I saw someone messing around here yesterday.
0: Yes, you did, Mr. McGuire.
1: Oh.
7: Well, I was thinking that after we get off duty, we could maybe pick out a movie or something from the library. I've been trying to figure out this Robert Altman. Sure, sounds fine to me. Ah,
8: just the two I was looking for. Oh?
1: Hello, Doctor.
8: I was looking at the duty roster, and it looks like we're all off duty at the same time. I was hoping you two might join me for a drink. I'd love to talk about the delightful night in Managua.
7: Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, we're both busy. Yes, busy. Busy? Yes, we're going to catch a movie. Oh.
8: Well... I love old movies. I'll find you when I get off duty. What are you looking at?
7: Go to hell.
4: Stand by to leave orbit. Lieutenant Palmer.
5: Uh, begging the captain's pardon, but I'm an ensign.
4: Hmm. I must have forgotten to tell you. Because of all our heroics, and your fancy flying being an integral part of those heroics, you've been given a promotion. You're now a lieutenant. Junior grade, of course. I'll give you your new insignia over dinner later on.
5: Yes, sir. Thank you, sir.
4: Don't thank me. You deserve it. They're all set down in engineering, Captain. Good. I.
1: Understand Some peculiar things went on up here. Sir? Uh, oh, the the holodeck business. I told you about that. You said you agreed. We didn't need any of that. No, no. You're right, of course. And all you did was work? Well, you know how the old girl is. Uh, there's always something to fix.
4: Yes, yes. I'm afraid I may have been a bit rude to Miss Natukov while we were here. I know I had promised to spend some time with her, but things didn't quite work out the way I'd planned.
1: I'm sure she understands. Still, tell her I'm sorry, if you happen to see her. I will. You know, if I happen to see her.
4: Captain? Yes, Mr. Gilmore? We're receiving a communication from someone called Murray, who's requesting permission to transport some cargo to the ship. He says it's two cases of genuine rot gut rye, The good stuff. (laughs) Mr. Gilmore, my good man. Tell him it's okay. And thank him. That stuff may come in handy one day. Rot gut. It's a long story, Jack. Take us out, Lieutenant Palmer. Warp factor three.
2: Engage. You've been listening to Star Trek: The Continuing Mission, written by David Rains. Starry. Scott Martinek as Captain Edwards. Stephen Perkins as Commander Locke. Patrick McRae as Commander McGuire. Gabriel Diani as Dr. Wilson. Brian Bonner as Lieutenant Commander Plummer. Tiffany Talent as Kelly Natukoff. James Francis as Lieutenant Knight. Jim Manikas as Lieutenant Gilmore. Etta Devine as Ensign Palmer. And Sherilyn Lambeth as the Montana's computer voice with Stephen Perkins as Murray, Danny Scott as Kathy Doyle, Giles Aston as the barman, Justin Plummer as Starbase Engineer, and Tyler McBride as the waiter. Featuring Sam Stinson as the series narrator, directed by Patrick McRae and Andy Tyler, music by Dennis McCarthy and Ron Jones, sound editing by Andy Tyler, based on Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry, Executive Producers Andy Tyrell and Patrick McRae.